Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're pressing on in the Gospel of Matthew. We're up to the 12th chapter. (laughs) How many chapters are there? I think there's 28 chapters, yeah. Tell you what, things are starting to intensify here. We're going to see some of this right now. Matthew chapter 12, verse 1 says this. At that time, we saw that previously, I think in the previous episode, that carries the idea of uh, uh, on that occasion, at that time. And so you can interpret it. Like, okay, when this has happened a while ago, or I think it also be interpreted like here is saying like there was a time when Jesus was going through the grain fields on the Sabbath. Okay, that kind of idea. Not quite a once upon a time of a fairy tale, but the idea being that a a particular uh, account is being communicated here. So at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples became hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat them. So they're going along, and it's a Sabbath day. They're hungry, and they're walking through grain fields. These are not their fields. These are fields with grain, with harvest in it. These are people's, uh, for lack of a better term, private fields. So they start picking the grain and start eating it. Well, isn't that stealing? Well, no, not exactly. Deuteronomy 23, 25 says this. When you enter your neighbor's standing grain, then you may pluck the heads with your hand, but you shall not wield a sickle in your neighbor's standing grain. So what does that mean? That means you can't go in there with a sickle and harvest what you want out of it and say, well, I'm just gleaning this. No. If you're walking through it and you're walking along the path and you're hungry, you can reach over there and take some of it in your hand. Okay, a handful. You can pick that and eat the grain. So that's what they were doing. Verse 2, though, says this. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on a Sabbath. Well, to start with, how did the Pharisees see this? What does it say in the first verse? Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples became hungry. So Jesus and his disciples were passing through grain fields. The Pharisees were at least within view of this, but maybe even more so because it says that they said to him, they were at least within shouting range of him, right? The Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, religious rulers were keeping an eye on Jesus. And there was always a group of them about to see what was happening, what was going on, little spies at least. And they said, you know, look, your disciples are doing what's not lawful. Well, not lawful according to what? Not really the law of God, but according to the interpretations by man of the law of God. Okay? And, you know, they had to be careful of this because Jesus was passing through the grain field. They were only allowed to walk so far on the Sabbath day. And it wasn't that far. I don't remember exactly how far it was off the top of my head. I want to think it's around what we would call a half a mile. All told. So here they are, and they're just looking for some reason to jump on to Jesus. So they say, hey, your disciples are doing something that's not lawful on the Sabbath. So look how Jesus handled this. Verse 3, but Jesus said to them, have you not read what David did when he became hungry, he 
and his companions. <laughs> so Jesus did this quite often with the religious rulers. And he says, have you not read? In other words, there's an account in the Scripture. You have read the Scriptures. He's not so much questioning whether they had read it. He knew they'd read it. They'd read it multitudes of times by virtue of their position and their education. They had to read it. But you know what? You can read something and not understand it. You can read something and not paying attention to it. You can read something and not know it. So he said, hey, don't you remember that story when David, when he and his men came along, they were hungry, and how they entered a house of God, verse 4, and they ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those with him, but for the priest alone. So you see this account over in uh, 1 Samuel uh, 21. And they came in, and the priest agreed to give him the bread that had just come out of the holy place. It wasn't lawful for them to eat it, but they ate it anyway. Now watch what happens, verse 5. Or, Jesus says, have you not read in the law? Well, they had read in the law. He's just reminded them of what they should have known and what they should be applying in this situation. Have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priest and the temple break the Sabbath and are innocent? And that word break literally means profane. <laughs> so he's saying this. Yeah, I know y'all say that you're not supposed to do this kind of work, and boy, you've got the rules and everything. You've added to tons of stuff to what God has said about that, you know. But have you ever just thought this through? Have you thought through the fact that when the Sabbath comes and the priests go in and do their priestly duty on the Sabbath, that they are profaning the Sabbath, and yet they're innocent? You know, in other words, they're breaking the laws that you say that I'm breaking. But they're really not the laws of God. They're the laws that man has done. Verse 6 says this. Jesus continues. But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. Jesus is setting them up for some serious understanding. They're about to get it here in these next two verses. He's going to repeat this again. That something greater is here later on in this chapter. I think he says at least three times. He may say it four times. He's driving humble point. He's letting them know that there's something greater than the temple. There's something greater than your interpretation of the law. Verse 7, Jesus says, But if you had known what this means, and then he quotes uh, an Old Testament passage. Where is this from? Hang on a second. Yeah, Hosea 6. He says, I desire compassion and not sacrifice. You would have not condemned the innocent." So he's telling them what the problem was. He said, if you had known what it means from the Bible, where God says, I desire compassion and not sacrifice, then you would not have condemned the innocent. Who were the innocent? The ones that were harvesting the grain right there because they were hungry. So what's he saying? You would have desired mercy and compassion in this situation, but not sacrifice. Hosea 6.6 6 says this, for I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice and in the knowledge of God rather than in burnt offerings. See, they were far, far, far more concerned about making sure that those sacrifices were done right, that sacrifice of living by every rule that they had developed for the Sabbath, the sacrifice of offerings, sacrifices, and burnt offerings rather than having a true knowledge of God. He said, if you'd known this, you wouldn't have condemned the innocent. So Jesus is revealing their ignorance of what the Word of God says. He's already acknowledged, hey, haven't you read the law? Sure they'd read the law. Haven't you read what happened to David? 
Sure, they had read what had happened to David. They knew this, but guess what? They had no idea what the point is. Now, one last verse Jesus leaves them with. Verse 8, he says this. Well, let me back up. You would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Woe. He calls himself the Son of Man all the way through. He's saying that the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Let me close with this right here. In the uh, New Testament, you will find uh, uh, allusions and understanding to all of what we call the Ten Commandments, okay? Because people say, well, do we as new covenant believers, do we keep the Ten Commandments? Yes. But you do not see keeping the Sabbath. You don't see keeping the Sabbath anywhere. You see accounts like this right here. But for the church to keep the Sabbath, that kind of the Sabbath day, you don't have it. No. Why? Because Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. And later on, we look at Hebrews and some other passages, you find out that he is our Sabbath rest. We keep the Sabbath by being in the Lord Jesus, day in, day out, with every breath. He's letting them know, you're concerned about the laws and all this kind of stuff. Wait, wait, no, no. You wouldn't condemn the innocent if you really knew what the law says. Because the Son of Man is the one who is Lord over Sabbath. You can imagine how that's going to go down. We'll continue and we'll see. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you later. Bye-bye.